What would you do if a singular moment changed your life forever? This is Actually Happening is a weekly podcast from Wondery that features extraordinary true stories of moments that changed absolutely everything for ordinary people. The podcast is truly unique. These are amazing, breathtaking, and incredibly human stories told by the people who experience them. You'll hear from an Indian-American woman who was kidnapped at gunpoint by a masked man and then assaulted by her kidnapper and an accomplice. Then, almost a year into her healing process, she finds out that her kidnappers were people that she knew, which sets her on a new life path and vocation. Her harrowing ordeal has an inspiring ending that you won't want to miss. We've all had powerful moments in our lives that have given us a feeling of nothing is ever going to be the same. This is Actually Happening explores these moments and their aftermath. You're about to hear a preview of This is Actually Happening. While you're listening, follow This is Actually Happening on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Usually when I would get off work, which would usually be at night, I would call my boyfriend on my drive back home. But for some reason that night, I just felt like listening to music. I didn't feel like talking on the phone. I remember feeling pretty good, pretty peaceful, and like I had a really productive day. And then I had gotten home. And, you know, sometimes when, when you get home and you're just kind of listening to a song you really like and you kind of linger in the car, that's kind of what was going on. You know, I was in a good mood. I was, you know, finishing my song, kind of getting my things together. I look in the rear view mirror and then I see kind of like a black figure. And then all of a sudden, my back door of my car opens. Immediately, I was thinking, oh, it's my brother. He's taking a walk and he's just, you know, messing with me. But this person is just sitting in the back of my car. And I quickly realized this is some stranger. Everything happened so fast for my brain to really process what was going on. So I didn't feel scared right away. I just remember feeling really abnormal because I think my body was just going through like a rush of emotions and shock that I didn't really, I can't even really remember how I was feeling. My immediate reaction was to scream and open the door. And right as I do that, I feel a gun to my head on the right side of my head. All I remember when I felt that gun was just a desperation to survive. You know, I'm, I'm going to let this person have, you know, anything he wants. You know, maybe he wants to steal my, my money, my car, even my phone. You know, I was ready to just let him steal my car with everything in it as long as he let me go. But in that moment, I was just really confused as to what he wanted. And I was just going through a lot of shock, feeling like, you know, am I going to die right now? As they put the gun to my head, they... They said something along the lines of, you know, shut up or I'll shoot. So I stopped screaming. They told me to start driving. You know, they kept the gun to my head. And I, you know, again, in survival mode, I just kept thinking, okay, I'm just going to, you know, let them have whatever they need as long as I do what they say. Maybe they'll let me go. 
so I started to, you know, reverse my car from my driveway and I started to just drive off. Their whole face was covered with the mask. I couldn't even see their eyes. So they were, you know, pretty blacked out and just so many scenarios kept running through my head. Like, what could this be? What do they want from me? Why, why me? You know, is this like a gang member? Does he need my car? Like, but why am I in it? You know, are they just going to have me park it somewhere and then they're going to steal it? Like, there were just so many things going through my head. At the same time, I was trying to think of ways how I can escape the situation and how I can yell for help at the same time. And then I just kept, you know, looking for other cars so that someone would see us. But, you know, it was dark and there wasn't really anyone driving by. So the only thing he was really saying to me was, you know, telling me where to turn. And then he did say a couple of times, if you cooperate, you won't get hurt. He repeated this a few different times. And that's actually a saying that stayed with me for years afterwards. You know, like the word cooperate has like became a trigger word. He has me park my car in an area where it's not, you know, too many people would drive or walk by. And then he was, you know, telling me to take off my seatbelt. And as he was doing that, you know, there was a car that drove by, but I was too scared to scream for help or run out because I was scared he would still shoot me. So I just didn't do anything. And then the car just drove by. He, you know, makes me come to the back seat of, of my car. He also got out zip ties and tied my hands together. He puts a blindfold on me and he also got out some duct tape to cover my mouth so I don't scream. And then he also covered my eyes and I didn't see him at all. When he was talking, I didn't recognize his voice at all. I had no idea who it was. And then afterwards, he sat in the driver's seat. So at this point, I'm you know, blindfolded. There's duct tape on my mouth. You know, my hands are together in zip ties. So I'm basically you know, helpless in the back while he's sitting in the driver's seat. And I was able to sort of peek through, through the eyes like a little bit so I could kind of see. But of course I was acting like I couldn't see at all. So I tried to kind of use that to my advantage to kind of you know see where he was going to drive me. But while he was starting to drive off, I think he kind of noticed that I could see. So he made sure that my eyes were covered. I reached a point where I started to kind of feel numb and, you know, since I was so helpless, there was not really any way to get out of that situation. I just kind of remember feeling really numb and that I couldn't even cry or anything. My body was still in survival mode and just, I think, probably trying to make me feel numb so I don't overwhelm myself with emotions in that moment. All I could think about is, what does he want from me? Why is he kidnapping me? Because if he wanted to steal my car or my money, he would have done that by now and he could have just let me go. You know, at this point, he's driving my car. I have zero clue where he's going. He's driving for a while and it's quiet. He's not saying anything. There's no music. There's nothing. And then I hear the car stop. Two doors open and somebody sits next to me in the back. And then another person is in the front and they start driving. All of a sudden, the, the person who's sitting next to me, he takes off my, the duct tape from my mouth and he forces me to drink something. 
I didn't even know what it was. Like it almost tasted like medicine and alcohol mixed. So he starts forcing me to drink this. So whatever I'm drinking, you know, again, he repeats, if you cooperate, you're not going to get hurt. So I know that the person that originally kidnapped me is the one that's in the backseat with me because I recognize the voice. And he's the one forcing me to drink this. During that time of my life, I, I, I would say I was pretty a naive person, but I was just really confused and I couldn't figure out what they wanted with me. 